today on the one upbeat we arrive on the penultimate episode of our big best of the decade countdown you'll hear music from entries number 10 through 6 on this episode of the one upbeat Thanks for joining us again. We start our top 10 best game scores of the decade, and we get to our second repeated appearance of a composer. After the successes of his previous scores, Mahito Yokota was tasked with composing the music for The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword in 2011. Skyward Sword was the first Zelda game with a live orchestral recording, so who better to bring in to compose for it than the man who successfully brought orchestral music to the Mario series? Skyward Sword is a game that didn't get enough love and adoration at the time, and it really still doesn't. In 2011, the Wii was already on its last legs. It's arguably been that way for some time, which is why it would get a successor the following year. In addition, Nintendo included a new peripheral with Skyward Sword that enhanced the Wii Remote's motion capabilities and used Skyward Sword to help show off how it worked in a traditional game. This included a one-to-one motion capture of sword swinging, which is something people were hoping for in 2006's Twilight Princess, and it didn't come to pass at the time. It's because of this that not enough people played the game. On top of that, it meant not enough people heard this fantastic score. Mahito Yokota wrote an inspiring, sweeping masterpiece that feels like it belongs with the scores of classic animated films. It's a sound to behold. With new themes used all over the place, it's a very memorable score too. Even better, Since the game was part of the Legend of Zelda series 25th anniversary project, the special edition of the game came with the special soundtrack CD of various orchestral arrangements of music from throughout the history of the series. We're going to play selections from the game's score in a moment, but you'll notice the last track we play sounds a little different than the rest. This is because the sound file used in game sounds like it has a split second cut off the beginning. Now, we often play music straight from the sound files of the games themselves when there's no soundtrack option, which is weird that they'd include a 25th anniversary orchestral CD with the game, but an original soundtrack never happened for Skyward Sword. But there was a compilation CD later on, which included all sorts of tracks straight from the game. Staff Roll from Skyward Sword was on it and still included that little brief cutoff at the beginning. It's really weird. I doubt it's an orchestra thing. It sounds like an editing error. It sounds fine in the game, but when you put a pair of headphones on, it just doesn't sound right. Anyway... There was a 30th anniversary concert CD that was released later on, and one of the pieces they played at the concert was actually a one-to-one version of the staff roll from Skyward Sword. So just to get the proper opening, we're going to play that version. So you'll notice that just the sound quality is a little different because it was a live recording, but um, it's the best way to enjoy it with that proper opening. So enough talking for me. Uh, You've earned it. We're going to be listening to this one after sitting through me yammering on for such a long time. Here's the wonderful score to The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, our number 10 best game score of the decade.
Wow, you can really tell we're uh, in with the big boys now. We're in the top 10. So uh, here's a game that appeared on the first show. And once again, they still had more material worth sharing. It's also just a fantastic score. Uh, the God of War, the latest version, the score for that, it's blockbuster film level scoring. Composer Bear McCreary is such a fantastic composer. I think he's one of the best ones working today, regardless of the medium, film, games, whatever, television. I really hope he gets more big projects where he can really strut his stuff like he does in this score. It's an issue a lot of composers seem to have these days where they're just not allowed to you know, let loose and you know, really let the music sing through. It always has to be very underscore, very subdued. If you know me at all, I don't always love all the super serious stuff in my media, whether it's games, music, movies, TV, whatever. This is a serious, powerful, intense score, and it's just as interesting as any great film score from back in the day when those were still enjoyable. Easily one of the best scores of the decade, here's more music from God of War by Bear McCreary.
If you've listened to my show for any amount of time, you know what a big Dragon Quest fan I am. You're probably wondering when a Dragon Quest game would pop up on here. So now's your time. I either just did or hadn't finished playing the game itself yet when I featured the music from Dragon Quest XI on the show. Where a game like God of War is such a masterpiece in its music, the game itself I've kind of forgotten about by now. I keep thinking about how much I loved every moment of Dragon Quest XI. The original game came to PlayStation 4 and PC with those terrible MIDI recordings of the music, but when the game came to Switch a year later as the definitive, definitive edition, it included the orchestral soundtrack. Now, in 2020, the definitive edition came to PlayStation 4 and PC, as well as the series' first appearance on Xbox. So really, you have no excuse at this point. Here's some more incredible music from Dragon Quest XI by Koichi Sugiyama.
Recently, I had a discussion with a friend of mine. The PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series consoles just launched, so you start to get retrospective about the previous generation. We were talking about which games we'll remember really well, fondly, in 10, 20, 30 years from now. The truth was, there really wasn't a lot. Most of the big AAA games were forgettable, or you could just tell that they're going to age really terribly. They're the kinds of games that are made to be as big as possible in that moment in time, and that's it. The first game, and one of the few games I think about from this most recent console generation is being able to stand the test of time, is Ori and the Blind Forest. Ori is a beautiful, magical, smooth, and emotional game. So much of all of those things are because of composer Gareth Coker's incredible score. This score harkens back to the days when a musical score basically narrated the story for its respective medium. Ori is a masterpiece. It's an achievement of video games as an artistic medium, and it was a huge hit. It will be one of those games where people just remember it fondly for a long time. There's not much of any aspect of it that will be dated years from now. Its success brought about a sequel, released in early 2020, and while we'll cover that game in a future episode, take your guess which one, for now let's enjoy the opening bunch of music from the first game. This is about the first 15 minutes or so of the game. I decided to do it this way because you'll feel the story unfold in the music itself. The music will tell the story for you. Just make sure when you're done listening to this, you check out the entire score, and we'll be back to go over the sequel soon. Don't worry. Here's Ori in the Blind Forest by Gareth Coker.
Sadly, it's come down to this. Number six on the list will round out the third episode of four of our Best of the Decade Spectacular, rounding out our second to last episode. Going over the Best of the Decade is none other than Jazz's favorite, Cuphead. I repeat myself, but another example of a game that's so good, it's unforgettable. The score as well as the game. Finding more music to play here on the show for you was not hard at all. I don't know what more there is to say about Cuphead that hasn't already been said either by me or by a million other people. The animation is beautiful and unique. The music is exciting and catchy and unique as well. It's a throwback game with all the polish of a modern game. The only thing worth noting is that Cuphead has has a final DLC that's supposed to come out sometime next year. It seems like it's going to be a pretty big one. Um, I wonder if we'll get more music for it. I sure hope so, but we'll see. Anyway, rounding out the third episode here. Here's some great new music, or music that you've not heard yet, at least, from Cuphead, composed by Christopher Madigan. We'll see you next time for the final episode of this series.
Oh, and one more thing before we go. If you somehow managed to listen to the first three episodes of this, before you go on to this, the last one, take it from these guys. It's nice to rest your eyes and maybe go outside. Grab a book and get some air. So what are you waiting for? Bum, 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 bum. Why not take a quick break? Tune the radio. Bum, bum, bum. There's to do, there's leaves to rain. From the old banjo, you can practice your Limby Hop, bum, 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 and maybe later sing with your barber shop. Why not take a little quick break and come back for more, or then come back for more, or please come back for more. Thank you for tuning in to the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. I want to thank Tim Burden for providing his voice for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the program, and David Cosina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's theme music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at Sound Radio on Twitter and Cinematic Sound on Facebook. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment right now to rate the show and write a brief review. Reviews help introduce potential listeners to the show. And while you're at it, head over to Tee Public to get a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt. And don't forget to check out Cinematic Sound Radio at cinematicsound.net.